Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. She next to me on the couch is your other host, Chris Mullet. Fucking Samson over here. <laughs> I just you got just my hair. Blabber on and on. As soon as you cut your hair, you're gonna be even worse. Excuse me. I mean, that's not that you can get worse. Why are you so mean? It's stick. It's what we do. I think you look amazing. I love your haircut. You're, you really do not sound authentic at all. You're a vital part of this show. I'm going to punch you in the face. This show wouldn't exist without me. What you going to do? Sit here and jerk off? There's another podcast for that. It's one of our sister podcasts called Podswoggle. Wrestling podcast with ejaculation. That's really what you should have called it. That would have been way funnier than the first subtitle you had for it. What was the first subtitle? Wrestling why, podcast with irony? Why are you still talking? Because I'm hilarious. Today is Wednesday, March 11th, 2020, a.k.a. the day the world shut down <laughs> because of coronavirus here yep. in America. Yeah, the NBA season's been suspended. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. I almost said Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise won't get the coronavirus because he's the Scientologist. Jinx your jugs. Have him quarantined and you're pumping him full of... Beta Gasoline. milk or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, yeah, Tom Hanks, Speedy Recovery. You and Rita Wilson. Yeah, hey, beautiful wife. Tom Hanks. We don't hey, <laughs> man, that's mean. Um. Yeah. Now what you gonna say? I did your whole thing. The whole thing that you do, introducing the. If date you're new and here, everything. you missed that. Mullet part. is an idiot. We are uh, married. We have a large movie collection. We watch the movies. And we shit on each other. And we talk about it. Talk about our lives. And our lives right now aren't corona-filled, so that's good. Knock on wood. Um, no, we're doing good. We're, we've got a haircut. I'm losing weight. I have a, I just got promoted. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'll be starting a new job in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, everything's, everything's good. It's good. Which means one of us, the next time you hear this podcast, will have the coronavirus. <laughs> that's my commitment to you. <laughs> I said it. I, we have to make it happen. Um, well, let's just stay away from those large crowds, like your mom said. Uh, we, we don't live we, in Orlando or anything. Nothing. Yeah, just the happiest place on earth. Just like the biggest tourist destination. And we work. On the we work in banks, which are notoriously dirty places to work. Dirty, and also in our area have germs. multiple, multiple international customers. Yeah, because we're in Orlando. Yes, <laughs> I've added that. Um, so yeah. Hopefully we won't be ill. If we um, do, then you're going to get a lot of episodes. 
because <laughs> because we're going to be Cause, cause stuck we, in this house for two weeks. Right, because we live together. Doing nothing. And yeah, like, like if one of us has it, the other one has it. That's Tom always Hanks what happens. And Rita Wilson, you know right. What I mean? yeah. And like when Jillian gets pink eye, we both get double pink eye. It's great. Mm-hmm. You got the flu and strep throat. At the same I time. I at least just got strep throat. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're a team. We'll do this together. Um, you best believe that happens though, even though I don't know how it would affect your appetite. I'm pausing my diet. <laughs> like, I'm stuck at home with the coronavirus. Give me all the foods. <laughs> Krispy Kreme will deliver to our house. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Um, hey, how'd you get over the coronavirus? I just ate a dozen donuts a day. Um, yeah. They said an apple a day. Yeah. Well, an apple a day keeps the doctor right. A dozen donuts a day keeps coronavirus away. That's just fast. I love it. Yeah, that's I on WebMD it. right now. Um, so before we get into today's podcast, your 2019 movie we should have watched winner for the Mullet Awards, which you can go back and listen to uh, on uh, wherever you get your podcast, on arcadeaudio.net. Um, we went out to the theaters this past weekend. Mm. Um, we did, for, I forgot about that. For the last time before movie theaters shut down as well. Could you imagine? everything getting, that'd be horrible. Or no, you know, it'd be great. I, I, that'd be fine. Or like, or no new more, no new movies come out and just onwards number one at the box office for the next like 12 weeks. <laughs> yes, that's in our, <laughs> in our, our fantasy movie, movie league. league that we play in. We have Onward as one of our movies. Yes. And that's a movie that we went out and saw. What'd you think? I thought it was good. I think we talked about it. We both um, thought it was good. About 75, 80% through the movie, I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. It's right. It's totally just, it just fine. doesn't feel like a Pixar it movie. It just doesn't feel like, it, it very much feels like a animated a DreamWorks, DreamWorks movie. Like Sony Illumination, like boy centric. Yeah. Kind of targeted towards boy movie. It was trying really hard to make you cry the entire time and, and then make it you finally emotional. got you. And at the end finally it finally got it finally gets you at the end and I'm like yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but then it wasn't like an open like sobbing like I was in Up or right. uh in Toy Story 3 or Oh, Jillian uh, said she wants to watch Toy Story 3 by the way. She said it this morning when okay. we were going to school. Anytime. Just, just make sure you know. I leave the room by, by the end of it. <laughs> so, I'm not, you know. so I'm not a weepy mess though the rest of the day. Um, so I liked it. it. It's definitely not in the upper echelon of Pixar movies. It's definitively near the bottom or like the bottom or like the middle, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, if you have a kid, recommend go seeing. I think Jillian liked it. Yeah, I think she liked it. Yeah. She got scared a few times. There's Which a dragon nice. in it, yeah, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like can. when she has like a motion yeah. with it, whether it's crying what, she's or laughing. Too, she's getting too big to split two seats with us in the Dolby theater, which sucks. So now we have to buy three movie tickets because yeah. everything is reclining and well, everything is like reserved seating. Yeah, reserved seating. So we well, we can always do what we said and buy like one here and one here. Like leave the seat between us open, but then I'm worried that someone will some dickhead. Sit there. Well, we normally go like first thing in the morning, yeah. you know, like well, so it would be fine. So yeah, we'll just have to we'll figure it out. We'll figure out. I would not ploy. pay it for a movie ticket for as long as possible. Um, that's all we got going on. Uh, it. Sorry, I can't help it. God late. damn. Uh, go have a. Oh wait. Of what? I was gonna say, go have a soda. Oh wait, yeah, I've been, I'm so I'm so proud of you. I know that you said, oh, I've lost weight. Like you've lost like twenty pounds in the last One. four weeks. Yeah. Like, so proud of you, man. I appreciate it. Really am. Still working. I got a lot more to go. No still, soda, no beer. You've been grumpy as fuck. I've been a. Prick. It's been awful. I spent Monday night uh, in the tail end of this movie and after this movie, 
just looking up every place I'm going to eat in Ohio when I go to Ohio in June. Literally just reading their menus. No, my favorite thing that you did. planning out when I'm going to go. My favorite thing that you did is I, I really love to watch cooking shows. Like, I'll have Food <laughs> Network on. If there's nothing else on TV or if I'm just like able to put on whatever I want to watch, I put on Food Network. I watch Chopped or Top Chef. Like, I watch all of the Food Network shows. And uh, Guy Fieri, who hey. we adore. So if you're going to fucking... Guy Fieri. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, we adore him in this house, and we were watching his diners, drive-ins, and dives. Which how I don't know how I just haven't been watching because I know I love all three of those things. I know I don't know I don't know how you don't just follow him and and it's not on our DVR. It, I thought you meant in a vehicle town to town. That, like, I do too. that too. Um, and he just it was we just sat here for three hours watching six episodes of this and show just made fucking noise the oh whole my time. god it was mm. really inappropriate his mom was sitting next oh, to him on the couch my pants off it was super inappropriate that's why she left yeah whatever it takes um <laughs> thanks for taking one for the team man yeah. uh, no but that was my favorite when you just would like watch it and then you'd look at me you wouldn't even say anything you would just look at me and then i'd be like okay let me see how to make that like in mm. the instant pot like oh that's so sweet yeah it was I also. Can't. I think it was on a a fasting day too. It was just like. Oh yeah, it for sure was on. Every a Monday day. sucks. Um, well, this Monday didn't because we watched Cruel Intentions. Perfect segue. Let's get into it. Oh damn, that sticker fell off. My stickers are getting bad. No, the sticker didn't fall off. The no, yellow the, stickers sh- right it there. Have two stickers on it. It's a blue sticker. You don't know my sticker system. Well, no, because they all fall off. How am I supposed to know? I'll find it somewhere around here. Cruel Intentions. Oh, my God. There's a novel on the back of this. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> oh, yes, baby. Here we go. Sarah Michelle Geller, The Grudge, Scooby-Doo, TV's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Ryan Philippi, I Know What You Did Last Summer, 54, and Gosford Park, Sizzle as a pair of unscrupulous siblings. Uh, 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 that's think, one. No, I think that was correct. No, that's wrong. We'll go back to the tape. Siblings in a deliciously sexy tale of seduction, revenge, and conquest. After cleverly seducing and ruining the reputation of an unsuspecting classmate, Selma Blair, Hellboy, the sweetest thing, the sparks fly when Catherine Geller, I was so worried her last name was going to be on here, poses the ultimate challenge to her insatiable stepbrother, Sebastian Philippi, to flower the headmaster's beautiful virgin daughter, Annette, Reese Witherspoon, Vanity Fair, Legally Blonde, Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. If he fails, Catherine gets his most prized possession, but if he succeeds, Sebastian gets to possess and bed Catherine. The stakes are high, but for Sebastian, the payoff is feverishly irresistible. And before the summer's over, no one will escape their relentless game of cat and mouse until one of them is bitten by the most unlikely sensation of all, love. Good lord. That's one. I'll give you, I'll give you one for this down here. I, that was fine. Unscrupulous? Unscrupulous. Or unscrupulous. They're both fine. But I kind of botched uh, something down here, so I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm still four up, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, perfect. If you want to know why we're so... Um, and this is episode 284. Perfect. Uh, every 50 episodes, we have a, a challenge reading the back of the box with one another, whoever messed up the most times. Uh, the loser has to watch a film series of the winner's choice. This season, it is Bring It On versus Leprechaun. 
So we're looking good for Leprechaun. So this one, the movie we should have watched for two, 2019, a little bit surprising to me. Surprising. It was kind of a weird year for it, and this year's going to be even weirder because we have so many different gimmicks going on. We've only had like two movies so far, and we're a quarter of the way through the year already. we got a lot of work to do. We, we, we have a lot still to go and do. Um, I think this is my nomination. So I love this movie. Uh, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. I'm sure it was on cable or of course if you first saw this movie on cable did you really see this movie well sure um well, even in been... 1999 there's so much of this movie that they do not and could not show on cable i honestly don't know how i found out about the so we were 12 when this movie came out i was 13 excuse me whatever uh and uh, yeah, I I don't know, but I just I watched it some point probably in high school. Yeah, I was not thirteen when I first watched this yeah. movie. I was definitely older. I just had like found it on television, and I was like, okay, what's late this? night scrolling through HBO, trying to find boobies. Well, we didn't have movie channels, um, so maybe it was like maybe it was like one of those like free previews that like we talked about in Urban Legend. Like I just, like I recorded six hours of VHS movies, just hoping for fucking TNA, and this came up. Um, TNA what? the wrestling. Promotion? No, I would never record six hours of that. Uh, and yeah, it's and now it's like it's really popular. Like it's always been popular. So I, I just finished reading uh, "Best Movie Year Ever," a very very good uh, uh, nonfiction book about the year nineteen ninety nine in film and how groundbreaking it was that so much was happening. You when we look back on like the movies and we say, "What year did this come out?" I can't believe all the movies that came out in 99 came out in 99 or were filmed around, mm-hmm. you know, like the 98 to 2000. Yeah, but 99 like, specifically had, is, I mean, I could go get the book and just run through it. I think it's upstairs now, but on top of the big stuff like Phantom Menace and The Matrix and uh, like all the big hits, you also had a lot of genres and subsets. And one of the things was the teen comedy and the teen drama as well. So it was, like, you had American Pie, you had She's All That. You had, um, I'm forgetting, a Varsity Blues. You had a bunch of movies like that, and this was un- this was there. It came out in March. It Crazy. made it made a good amount of money, and then now like there's a Cruel Intention shirts like at fucking Target, and uh, there were two apparently god awful direct DVD sequels. One of which uh, Amy Adams is in. Yeah, Amy Adams as is Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. They almost did a Cruel Intentions uh, TV show. Uh, that that Sarah Michelle Gellar was going to come back for, and then just eventually got scrapped. Um, it's based off of Dangerous Liaisons, which is a very famous French play, and also was nominated for many Academy Awards. Great cast: Michelle Pfeiffer, John Malkovich, Glenn Close. Um, this is a very odd, like genre movie. Like the basically the best way I would describe it is as a erotic, dark. Comedy, yeah, it's like a drama, it's an, a, an, an erotic dark dramedy. Yeah, as close as I'd put to it. Yeah, um, but with like the creme de la creme in nineteen ninety nine of, of the people the, you want, like teen heartthrobs, like well, Philippi, you know, was this was his first like I mean he was in I don't do about summer fifty four we already kind of yeah, yeah over but it. he was like one of those like. Oh my God! Like he's so growing burgeoning. High. I mean, this. I mean, he's gonna yeah. start getting like offers for like, 
like superhero movies. You know, if you're going to get any yeah, of them. Yeah, but, but, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar's already on Buffy. Oh, my gosh. Reese Witherspoon just had Election come out. Yeah. And, and, she's, and Legally Blonde And Legally Blonde comes out the next year. Coming out, right. This is, like, her upswing here. Yeah. Um, so the cast is absolutely incredible. Like, it, it's, like, the it cast. Yeah. And then all these people also, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe were in Know What You Did Last Summer together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So, like, that chemistry's mm-hmm. already built, and, like, people have seen them. Philippine and Spoon are fucking married at this point, or dating, I'm not sure. Dating at this yeah, point. about to be married. About to be married, get pregnant the next year. Mm-hmm. Well, like, the, this year, yeah. 1999, because this was filmed During in that fucking sweaty-ass scene is when they got pregnant, probably. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, so, I don't... So I think it is a good movie. It is, I can definitely understand how somebody might not necessarily like this because it does have a certain, I, I don't know, like the word, a certain... It's not for everyone. This no. movie's not meant to be liked by everyone. It's rotten, but not like rotten in yes. like the Rotten Tomatoes way. Right, like, it's rotten like, it's like, um, like Forbidden, uh, Forbidden Broadway. What's the name of it? There's a show that I saw uh-huh. that... Sure, I think you're right. I liken to this, mm-hmm. kind of that. It's supposed to be like an off-the-cuff, not mainstream movie. I think it does a really good job of it, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's it's made for... It's made for... I mean, it's aimed at teenagers that just want to, like, experience, like... I don't know, it's hard. It, it just has a certain, like, je ne sais quoi about it. That well, and then it's I, hard to hammer down. It's dealing with. I think that we talked about this a lot when we did the movie Bling Ring, okay? And I think that this is a good movie to compare to Bling Ring because Bling. Go Ring, on, I'm, I'm giving you a leash here. Right. I'm hoping you're getting but, where I so, think I'm not. So, able to so say. Bling Ring. A lot of my criticism, especially with Bling Ring, was that I don't want to sit here and watch a movie about these rich, spoiled yeah. kids in Beverly Hills. Breaking into people's houses just for fun. Mm-hmm. Doing drugs, drinking, dancing in front of webcams, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, this, and and I think I said that and I was so against Bling Ring because of this movie and how this movie sure. exists. Because this movie shows the same kind of subset, right? Rich, spoiled kids in Beverly Hills or wherever. And it shows the... Sex and drugs and rock and roll kind of thing, but I think it does it in a more wholesome way because you have Reese Witherspoon's character. Well, I was like, okay, it, yeah, I was thinking wholesome's not the right no, word for it, it but it, 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 in, in a more that, realistic, well, in, not realistic, not because even realistic, Bling but, Ring actually fucking happened. Right, right. That's it. Go listen to that <laughs> podcast if you want my real feel. But I think, I think because like I think this movie came out way before Bling Ring, but it kind of set the stage for that and you know does does shit like this probably happen yeah mm-hmm. but is it super believable not really yeah. but i don't know i think that this kind of set that tone for the kind of movie bling ring wanted to be mm-hmm. and bling ring couldn't do it because yeah. there's something just there's just something about this movie like yeah. you said previously i don't know if you've ever said it on a podcast but i know we've talked about it especially like with um, our fantasy movie league and everything mm-hmm. that we do, how sometimes 
people just want this particular type of movie, right? At like a American time. Sniper did yeah. super well because people just wanted a Jurassic movie. World. Like we haven't had a good dinosaur movie in a while. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I think that this was part of it too. Like we were ready for a movie like yeah. this to kind of take that cult. Because it's more like a cult classic kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, did um, made, a good, it, it made a decent it, it amount of money fine. in the domestic. It wasn't a blockbuster right. or anything. It wasn't a blockbuster hit. Right, right. Like, there's not like... But this is the movie that gets nominated for like five MTV Movie Awards because exactly. that demographic likes it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and, and it kind of sets the stage for a lot of these mm-hmm. other movies that come oh, yeah. out that we grew up with. Because like you said, we're 13 when this comes out. Yeah. Like, this was like... Aimed for us yeah. and like I sat through all of that. a couple of them, unfortunately, yeah. that were just garbage because you're just hoping to strike the right. strike again. Exactly, it's devious. It's the right amount of yes. devious where you're watching bad people do bad things, but because of their charisma and because of the way that the story is being crafted, that you're, redemption you're hoping for, you're hoping for, or you're, you're just like, yeah. yes, let me see how bad you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I like... I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was always one of my... When I first, like, liked it, like, in high school and even college and stuff, like, I didn't feel like people appreciated it. Everyone knew the most 90s thing ever. Hey, let's zoom in on this lesbian kiss and make sure we get the spit off of it. Like, everyone knows that part of it, well, right? Well, yeah. And, like, the best kiss. Yeah. It won best kiss. Yeah, of course it did. That year, um, which we could have... a. We can have a whole nother podcast about the MTV Movie Awards, which should, I think we should do. We should do. All right, so. When Rich and Charlie come, we should. That was just random. <laughs> well, I, I think we, more people, I think Rich has feelings about the MTV Movie Awards. I don't know if he does. I don't I don't remember those MTV Movie Awards conversations with him. What I was going to say was we should go back. I, I, I love the parodies. I loved watching. I recorded them, them. every year. There was like the oh, stretch from like you? 97 to like 2002. Like the MTV Movie Awards were like my fucking thing. I mean, I... They were great. And even the older ones were... Um, I love... Even all four years that um, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart won Best Kiss those. and they didn't fucking kiss. Ridiculous. I mean, we'll talk... Okay. When it became like the fans voting, it got it. ruined. Look out for what, the Patreon of us talking about the MTV Movie Awards. You heard it here first. And 2021, again, once we're done with Stacked. Again, please add it to the list of wonderful ideas Samantha has come up with to enrich this show. Thank you. Um, but I, I never knew like that people had such an attachment to it until just recently, you know, from people men- referencing it or seeing like like not merchandise, but like I feel like I see it like in in memes really? and I see I, I know I've I don't I know I've seen a Cruel Intention shirt at multiple stores and I don't own places. it because uh why well because it's just like it's this poster you gonna wear that shirt oh, yeah, no, I'm with not those two people on it like it's weird you know. Um, but yeah, so I think ultimately it is, I think it is, I think it is a good movie. I think that you, it, like, I'm fine with the but people that But it's a 1999 movie, yeah. I think that people could be pessimistic about it because sure. of certain... Plot points, things like this. You know, like, it, yeah, it, it, it gets a little uneven. The steps that, people don't like steps how do, what do they call it? Like step incest. Sure, I mean it, to me it's still just incest because it's still. Well, it's not incest. They're not technically related. Incest is blood relatives, and they're not blood relatives. But okay, uh, fine. Was Marsha Brady and Greg Brady? They had the same last name. They did not, at least. So that's how we're gonna define it. That's how we're gonna define it. it fine. It, uh, am I wrong? Tell me how you're feeling. When we do the Brady Bunch movie, we'll talk about it again. 
You know that. I'm talking yeah. about Greg and Marsha. You think that was incest? They didn't do anything. They're, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about the scene where Christine Taylor whacks off uh, the fucking, uh, the voice of fucking, uh, not Aladdin. Who's his fucking voice? Oh, my God. It's going to drive me crazy. He's a voice in something we just watched. I don't know. Oh, my God. The guy that voices Greg Brady is a very famous voice. Oh, he's Prince Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah I don't remember that. Christine Taylor whacking off Prince Eric in the Brady Bunch movie. Um, so, yeah, it is... So there's, like, that subtext that people don't enjoy. Um, it's a little creepy. Well, I, I do but... think, I do think unfortunately, that the story does end up suffering. It gets a little too melodramatic. And me, personally, I've never bought the Annette Sebastian love affair. I think it's just the chemistry between the two, which is funny because they're actually the, the actual couple. Um, I don't know. Like, I think I chalk some of it up to Ryan Phillippe. So this is the only thing I can tolerate Ryan Phillippe in. I, I think don't like Ryan Phillippe at all. I, I, I don't like him at all either, but I think he, I think whatever bullshit he does on screen works for this character because he's permanently sounding so disingenuous He's such a psychopath, or really a sociopath. A sociopath, I um, think, more uh, so. The character is insane. Like, the scene with him and Cecile, when he's, like, taking pictures, like, you can't have that fucking scene anymore. Like, you just you can't, can't do, do half the things in this movie Yeah, you anymore. can't. You can't. You, you couldn't do I, it That's then. one of my notes. I'm like, I, I, this is one of my notes. I said, you could not make this movie today. No. Like, at all. I think or could partially. you? Or could you? I don't know. I think that's partially why the, the TV show didn't happen. But his... His thing just works for the character. But I think his thing and Reese Witherspoon's thing, this is not my favorite Reese Witherspoon performance. I think she's a little... I think she was still trying to find her feet. Yeah. I think she was still trying to find her legs. This isn't... And the character is very... Bland and and meant to be. Yeah, but still... The The crux of this movie is SMG. I'm sorry. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She is the crux she's, she's the of the movie. She's the MVP of the movie. She is far and away yeah. the MVP of My, the movie. If not for her acting, then for how wonderful she looks with her natural hair. And also the world's hardest working bra <laughs> that's ever existed Man, in that one scene. Look, it's not her fault. Um, you work with... What was that you got, baby? No, she... She. My third great. note I wrote down was... Uh, I, I wrote... Well, the second note is the only thing I can tolerate Ryan Phillippe. And my third note was, that being said, this is Geller's movie. She's perfect. Like, she's so and that's good. before, like, like later on, that little monologue, like, I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side, and sometimes she's, I want to kill myself. Yeah, like, she... I mean, it's just... She I mean, the character is so well-rounded. And she does such a good job. And I don't know how big of a fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar you are. Well, considering she's a former LVP on this podcast, so she's going to join an exclusive list because of how bad she was in TMNT. But I, I'm fine with her. I, I'm not a big, how bad she was. I'm not a big Buffy person at all. Stop I, looking at that door because you're going to freak me out forever when you look at that door. I am um, a I liked big her. Buffy fan. The only thing I ever really watched her on was, remember the show The Crazy Ones we watched? Her, the Robin Williams and her I CBS show? I loved her in that. That show was really it good. It was so good and she it, was It got very good. So and she was good really in good it. in it. She yeah. was so good in that. I love that show. Man, why'd you yeah. have to remind me? That was going to make me sad. Yeah, that show was good. That show was so good. But I'm a huge Sarah Michelle Gellar fan. I am a... Big Buffy nerd, yes. as is um, friend of the show, uh, Tatiana. We geek out on Buffy a lot. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love her, her in pretty much all the movies 
right around this time, uh, her, I know what you did last summer, and we'll get to those performances mm-hmm. and things like that, but this is like her decade. Really? Yeah, when she also like, started on some soap opera and she was very popular. Oh, that. yeah, that's how she got the role of Buffy. She was on, I think it was All My Children. I think, I think she was Susan Lucy's daughter. Yeah, like she a very was on famous, like, character. But, I mean, I just, the depth that she portrays character to character is just great. And I, But, I, yeah, I just think she does such a good job of this being, like, that two-faced, um, you know, spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. I just think she does such a great job in this yeah, movie. Yeah, her facial really expressions just... and her she like her sensuality and then her viciousness. Like when she's outlaying everything she did to Sebastian later on in the movie. Oh, it's great. But then it's great because she gets her fucking come up into the end, and she's the way she portrays. That the come up and, and the, the look the on her tear. face and everything is oh. just it's just perfect. Um, yeah, no, she's, she's absolutely MVP. A close second to it um, would definitely for me be Selma Blair. Selma, Selma Blair is great. She's she's really good. She plays, but that she's so character. fucking annoying. But that's the whole point. That's perfect. That's she's she's you knew that person, right? That person exists, and they're just. <laughs> Or, or you were that person. I think what you're coughing about. <laughs> I think I think you're coughing because you realize that that was you. Oh man! If um, I was any character from this, I would probably be. Sarah you're absolutely Blair. in that. Yeah, you're absolutely not in that. You're Cecile. absolutely yeah, Cecilia. Cecilia. Um, Cecilia. Shout out to uh, Christine Baranski, who we talked yep, about. It's the year of Christine Baranski on the show. Uh, recently, um, great job. She looks exactly the same. Uh, well, yeah, you have to. Nineteen ninety-nine, and yeah. Uh, yeah. in the movie that came out in 2019, 2016, uh, whatever. Sucked about Selma Blair. She has like MS now. Like yeah, she, she has MS now, but horrible. she's been so brave yeah. and so vulnerable talking about everything that she's gone through. Um, it's so sad, yeah. but you know, it's wonderful to look back on the things that she's been able to do in her career. Yeah, any other um, movie, she would, she, I mean, she steals every scene that she's in, except when she's in those scenes with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. And Sarah Michelle Gellar is just the puppeteer, just manipulating, yeah. manipulating her perfectly. It's, and then it makes that moment in the end where. Uh, Annette, I never understood, like, does Annette, like, give Cecile the book, I guess, because there's notes about Cecile in it? Yeah. And that's, you know, she gets her comeuppance by passing out and doing whatever. Yeah. Um, did, did, did he take time to give her that car in the will, or did she steal that car? He didn't have a will. He didn't know who was going to How'd she get that car, then? She stole it, I'm sure. <laughs> so she, in, a, in the course of a summer, she went from... A virgin to stealing a prized jaguar. Sure. I'll buy it. Whatever. Um, this movie, I'll let it slide. But, um... So... Who knows what rich people do? Very true. Uh, well, I can tell you from uh, working with them. I know. You can get away with anything they want. I know. Uh, so, what favorite scenes, least favorite scenes, what do you not uh, like? I mean, I just... I, I like... I mean, I guess let's go from the top. I love just, like, the ensemble. Yeah, I, think I, I, I have other. Yeah, pretty good ensemble. Joshua Jackson's Joshua very good Jackson, in two right. scenes. In the two scenes he's in, but and I guess for me because this was also the time of Dawson's Creek, like this is like checking all my buckets. Yes. In terms of movies, but like it's so different than the character he yeah. portrays. Sean Patrick um, Thomas, I think, is his name. Sean Patrick Thomas Ronald. is his name. Yeah. He was in Save the Last Dance. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Yes. Yeah. With, with Julia, Julia Stiles. Stiles yep. Um. So like. Mm-hmm. This is like the movie, but um, fucking, yeah, Joshua Jackson does a great job. I never noticed until I was uh, looking up the movie. Like, I'm like, why do I recognize the name Louise Fletcher? 
Um, she plays Sebastian's aunt, so has barely any lines in the movie. Uh-huh. Very minor character. She's fucking Nurse Ratched from Once Upon uh One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Wow, like one of the most iconic villain characters of all and, time, and she's... and she's wasted in this. I feel like I don't know. I think that character is more important in the play. Um, and they did, or she might have gotten stuff cut out just to make I it tighter. Think... There's a lot apparently that was cut out in this movie that um like. So apparently it's, there was a part where like Sebastian does hit Catherine and like that scene is cut together to make it feel like she's lying, but it was going to be a part. And you can even kind of tell that when they have the confrontation on the street where he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like Sebastian doesn't say, no, I didn't hit her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did not. Um, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing the room. Um, but, uh, so maybe that she had a bigger role there, but, um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. so Tara Reed. Your favorite Tara Reid back on the back in the the movie killing it, um, right. but anyway, um, I sorry. just love like the whole like enemies to friends to lovers, slow burn angst. Angst is the right like it's angst filled sexual tension. Um, the handjob scene is gold. The handjob scene is great. It's my oh favorite my scene in the movie. It's a really great scene. But And I put there, I was like, I forgot how absolutely sexual this movie is. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that we did not watch this with your mom because I would have been super uncomfortable. Never. Like, I was I was uncomfortable sitting next to you on the couch watching this movie. Yeah. Like, I would have been uncomfortable like if your mother was in the vicinity. Yeah, and as, evidence, as evident by our child, we've had sex before. So, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just weird. I'm not going to watch this with my what? mother. I don't know what I'm saying. What? <laughs> you said you felt weird watching this movie even with me. And I, I'm like, and the point is, we've already, we've already had yeah, sex. Yeah, but I know. But like that part was kind of like a joke. But. Oh, I was serious. I felt tension. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an idiot. Um, um, the soundtrack to this movie. Oh, uh, that was my second. I, my first note was classic. My second note is the soundtrack. Like. What? what the fuck Every time we record from now on, some calamity is going to happen. <laughs> I swear to God. The soundtrack is amazing. It starts with that dope-ass placebo song. Oh, my God. And it then just you keeps get... the tension. <laughs> Counting so... crows! It just keeps that tension tight. Yeah, it's, and... it's, a good, it's a good soundtrack plus a good score. I think this is the reason why I, I already knew of the song, but I didn't love the song until... Bittersweet Symphony is in my top five favorite songs. Amazing! It's it's, it's my so, favorite it's song. Really well I'll used never not in be this. a sucker for it, and this is the most Ugh. perfect I love that, way to I love use the it. escalator scene. Too. Well, colorblind. That's why I said Counting Crows. I know, but I love that escalator scene too. I just think that they use music so well to emphasize action. And there was also the music of the times. Like yes, it was, and it was they, perfect right, exactly. for that. Just um, well used. Yeah. So and it does a good job. Like I feel like the music does a good job of giving it its roots and keeping it like serious and dark yeah, but like then waiting. the dialogue is very quippy it mm-hmm. does have a lot of like out of the blue like humor to it mm-hmm. with Cecile being a quirky character you already have Christine Baranski there Obviously, Sebastian is his own, like, breed yeah. of like, and awful his whole, person. His whole thing with, like, the therapist and yeah. the daughter. Like, you could easily take Sebastian and Patrick Bateman from American Psycho and almost, like, flip those two characters. And you wouldn't even really notice the fucking difference. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, is there anything you don't necessarily like? Um, sometimes the movie's rough, I would say. Maybe rough's not the right word. Maybe a little... 
maybe gruff. How about tough? Fluff? How about buff? Is uh, Cuff? there's a lot of stuff? Have we done this enough? You're not going to beat me in any rhyming competition. There's some so. muff. There, well, well, he kisses her on the muff. Yeah. Um, you can't use the same word I just used. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm reiterating for the audience. Uh-huh. I'm telling them what happens before I go drink a beer, but not a duff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it's mm-hmm. from. You. Yeah. And then Pooh had a heffalump. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those M&M slant rhymes. <laughs> okay, if you think. Had enough with a heffalump. It works, I'm telling it you. It doesn't work. M&M, you can take that. A fan of the show, Marshall Mathers. <laughs> friend Marshall. What would you do? What would you do? He drops the next single, heffalump. I'm suing his ass for intellectual property. Oh, but no, um, I know what you mean. Like, like it gets it, it gets hard to watch. and Yeah, like a little rough in some places. Um, a little long in the tooth in some of it, too. Mm-hmm. It's a 97-minute movie, but I know what you mean. Like, watching it this time, I was like, I don't remember this movie being so long. Yeah, and, like, some of the things, like, with, um, the gay, not Joshua Jackson, the other guy. Oh, Greg? Greg. Yeah, we're getting to Greg. The back and forth with Greg and, 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 um. Annette? Annette and Greg and Sebastian. It was just, like, all of that. I was like, yeah. that could have been tighter. That could have not even been there. Yeah, it didn't. Well, because also the like it meant nothing because then he wasn't like the the mole, but then he ended up knowing Annette anyway. Like right. it was very it was very disjointed like, and was awkward. He the mole? No, it was no, it was Cecile's oh, right, mom. Oh, right, the mom. Yeah, right, right. So, so yeah. now you just have this, it was just like a you just wanted to have this like gay, gay character friend guy for what? And then I don't to know to have gay because it was it. the '90s basically. Right. Like, to yeah, have, like gay because the because the Rod because Roger Cumble the writer wanted to just make sure he check sort of, check he wanted to say the f word a bunch of times and right. use the phrase fudge packer because right. it was the '90s and exactly. teens will he 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 at it you know I think that and that's, that's why very he directs true. the directs the movies like Fury Vengeance now Furry Vengeance sorry. Uh, like about furries? Uh, no, it's that Brendan Fraser, like, raccoon taking over the city animated movie. I thought movie. you were about to tell me that Brendan F- Fraser was in the a furry Fury? suit, and I was about... And he ain't probably too far off nowadays. To turn it on. Uh, yeah, Eric Mabius, um, I believe, is going to be... He's my LVP. I wrote this I fucking just, Greg guy. But, but to be fair... There's no nuance to him whatsoever. There wasn't, but to be fair, I just think that that character was poorly written and unnecessary. The Gregster! Wholly, and Wholly unnecessary. Please put him down. As the I thought I thought you were doing you're gonna do a job. Well, who did you have anybody else? Uh, Tara Reed. She was only one scene. I don't care. It was. God, you're saying about bullshit, mom. You left me on hold. Like it was so bad. It's it's the Gregster. It's it's Eric Mabius. Tara Reed's gonna be my should have been. Um, what's his name? Eric Mabius. He was on Ugly Betty. He was on the L Word. He hasn't done much. Um, yeah, it does, it does, like, I feel like it does waste time with stuff like that. Even, like, some of the Ronald stuff. Like, I get you need to have him there for later on. Um, I already talked about how I don't like the chemistry between Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe. And also, I just don't like, like, I don't feel like. I don't know how they got, were married for, like, 15 years. I had children. I, I don't feel like their relationship is earned. Like, to pull that off. I feel like you have to earn it. And he doesn't really do a convincing job. I mean, sure, I'm getting to see how he really is. And but, he's charismatic. Yeah, but, but, but sure, but what does she really do to make him fall in love besides just, like, make some silly faces? 
and fall for his bullshit. You know, like, th- like that to me would not win that character over. So, like, the car ride scene where she's making the faces and stuff. And then uh, the picnic scene afterwards where, like, will they, won't they? And then him saying no to her and, like, calling himself a pussy. Like, that whole courtship, like, the only time I feel any sort of connection to them is during the scene where they're, they're having sex when he asks her if, like, she's okay. Like, that's the only moment when he seems like a decent human fucking being. And then they have, like, afterglow sex taxi kisses... And then Catherine sees him, and then, like, the next scene, he's buying flowers, and she convinces him that he's a fucking cuck. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even get to experience any time with them in a relationship. Not that I want to attack 10 or 15 minutes onto this movie, but it's all very sudden. Now, the breakup scene is decent, because I feel like they did both a, a good job of emoting, and Reese Witherspoon just ad-libbed and slapped the shit out of him. Um, Love it. Which, which is great. But, um ad that's what it said. It was like then they just kept it in. Yeah, but can we do it? I'm no. Uh, and then I just the want to slap you. <laughs> That's another hit on this podcast history. It was a high five. No, nope, she hit me right in the face. Um, the ending is also too chaotic. Like, so the ending is him just basically acting like the crow, <laughs> gallivanting around town, moping around a bunch, trying to get to see her, and then they just conveniently meet up with each other on a street. Uh, and they get into a fist fight, and then he dies. Would that have Would that have killed him? Getting hit by a car? Like, yeah, but like, I guess I've just been desensitized to like seeing stuntmen get hit by cars and like comedies and stuff. Sure. I don't know if that would have killed him. I mean, I mean, I guess he did go over the entire have, top of the car. Have you ever been hit by a car? No. <laughs> no. I guess. How many people you know that got hit by a car? Not many. I think I'm also thinking that. Still alive. I think I'm thinking that Dane Cook joke where he's talking about how he always guess saw a guy get hit by a car. It was like the best moment of his life. That's and, sad. But also, like, the guy survives because the guy lands on his feet and jumps to like make it seem like he didn't get hit by a car. I'm just doing Dane Cook bits now, and I'm losing all the audience. Um, but I don't know. It just it comes really? from out of nowhere. It's convenient, you know. Like I, I don't and know. And it's one of those like twist shots. Yeah, you know, and like that's. Oh no, he's dead. Like yeah, you didn't think that they were gonna picture. kill him off. You know what I mean? Do dig the uh, the bathroom scene with the Reese Witherspoon Sarah Michelle Gellar. Love that scene. Fucking daggers being thrown and, and like. She... Yeah, yeah. Her and her coke. Um. So those are those are my nitpicks and the stuff I don't like is a lot of those scenes, which which sounds like a lot more, but the the high points of it. But, the early Sebastian and Catherine interactions when you're getting, like, just how fucked up these characters are. All, you know, like I said, like, the stuff with Cecile um, works really well. Uh, I like the first scene where you kind of establish just, like, who Sebastian is. I'm always... I can Give me some swoozy Kurtz! Love me some swoozy Kurtz! Uh, but, yeah. And then, of course, the, the, the scene, the, the kiss scene, like I talked about, it's just... So gratuitous, and, like, you couldn't do it nowadays the way you, like, like, it's supposed to be tasteless, and it is, but, like, now you wouldn't be able to do it, like, you'd have to find a way to do it tastefully, and, like, you, you can, that's just not what it is. Yeah. So, um, I also want to point out that I identify with the charity scene, um, <laughs> it's, that would totally be me if I was forced to go volunteer at, like, a nursing home, uh, I almost volunteered in a nursing home in middle school, and I was like, I can't do this. And instead, you volunteered to coach a 
Boys basketball mm-hmm. team. And I and I helped not only that I was a coach, but I was the timekeeper and I was the statistician. I was very good at my job. I did it every single Saturday. Loved it. One of the best jobs yeah. I never got paid when for. When did you get um when did you coach then? Uh so I did the volunteering in middle school and the beginning of high school. I didn't coach until like tenth, eleventh grade. Yeah, I think but you had to like, be, I think you had to be at least practice. sixteen, seventeen. Um Did y'all not practice? Are we talking about practice? We, we not a game. You don't get this reference at all, but I'm doing this bit. Not a game. But pra- we talking about practice? Practice. I'll play the clip for you afterwards. I'm I really um, don't care that much. It's a very famous basketball thing. I have to commiserate with <laughs> Stop it. Uh so no, so every Saturday at the local YMCA from I think I'd be like at eight, because that's when like the four year olds played. You've not lived. Until, I can't wait. I know, until I had to keep quote unquote score because they're four and they ain't calling traveling and shit. Uh basically it's like it's two eight minute halves. You just let it run. Unless a child has fallen and is crying their eyes out, that clock runs no matter what. Um, it was like from eight to two was like, there was four or five different leagues. I would just run the, the clock. I knew how to do it beautifully, wonderfully. I had a good relationship with the, the coordinators and the, and the refs. I did that for, even when I didn't have to do it for, cause for the pre IB program, you had to do a certain level, a certain amount of community service. Oh. Um, so I know I did it in, I know I did it in middle school as well. Cause you also, for whatever program I was in to get into IB, you had to do it prior. Cause I remember, uh, for... Some presentation in school, I brought a, a an old time box with me, and we had to do, like, a speech on, like, how to teach a group how to do something, so I taught how to, like, do the score. And I kept it in my locker, and I forgot to bring it Friday, and I was like, oh, it's fine, we don't use this one anyway. I get a call from, the, like, the Y superintendent, uh, hi, the, um, the, the score box, so we need the, the backup. And I'm like, oh, can you meet me at my middle school at, like, 8.30? There's a school dance going on, so they were able to come get it. Um... But then, yeah, I started coaching. I coached with Andrew Hicks. I was either a senior or I was a junior. So I was either 17 or 18. And there was practice just one day a week for, like, two hours, like, on a Wednesday night, like, 7 to 9. The parents dropped the kids off. And I never really coached, to be perfectly honest. I was like, I always learned by just by playing. So I'll just play pickup games, and I'll stop the game when I notice something. So if I notice a kid, like, was turning his foot when he was shooting, or if I notice a kid... I mean, it wasn't released in the right way, or if I come up with something, then we do that. But I wasn't, like, running drills and doing stuff. Like, I had a really good team, too. So we won the championship, and then I retired from coaching basketball until I get to coach Jillian one day. You're not coaching Jillian. I'm coaching Jillian no. at a YMCA. I will sign up and coach YMCA basketball with uh, our daughter. JCC basketball. JCC. The, the Jewish community. They're not going to check when she walks in. Please, at the YMCA, all my kids were Jewish. I had yeah, a, I had a green Stewart. I had green bombs I had uh, Levens um, I had I'm not kidding my best player's name was Jared Greenbaum shout out to Jared Greenbaum what's he doing now fuck if I know <laughs> not friends accountant that was more offensive than I was saying I'm allowed oh that's true you are allowed um, how do we get so off topic anything else on cruel intentions no. so we got Sarah Michelle Gellar MVP joining a very very elite list or very small list. Of MVPs and LVPs on the podcast. Um, Eric, maybe it's your LVP. What else for cruel intentions? Huh? That's it. I'm mm-hmm. like, they're they're the worst kinds of people, but it's so good to watch. It is. It's it's very soap opery. 
Very. It's it's it's, it's a very teen... uh, over exaggerated. So I have one, um, and I'll tell you why this came up. Well, I'll pre- preface it and I'll ask you. So um, another podcast I'm listening to at the moment, uh, don't roll your eyes, is the New Days podcast and uh, the WWE tag team. Uh, and it's a very good because those three guys are just awesome personalities one another. And for March, like March Madness, they're doing a best, a greatest TV show ever bracket. And it's just the three of them like arguing over TV and stuff. Um, so they had like a reality game show section. And oh, sh- no. And the show came up and I haven't thought about and heard the show in a very long time. So I want to see if you guess what it is. But what other trashy, like, MTV era shows from, like, the late 90s, 2000s do you remember watching and loved? And it's not Room Raiders, which one day before I die... Oh, we're finding Augie's episode. You know how many times Tope has used his contacts in the industry to try to find this? He goes, I'm going to find this before I die. I swear to God, I'm going to get it get it. And I can't. And he, he just he hasn't yet, but he will. So not Room Raiders, but think of Room Raiders... What shows do you remember that you used to love or stuck out? On MTV? Or or just anything, like, of that era. Like, MTV, of course, had the most of them, but... In, like, the 90s? 90s and 2000s. Yes. Okay, because also remember, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of this kind of TV when I was growing up. Yes. Like, my mom, my mom and I were just talking about it, too, right? Like, I I wasn't allowed to, like, watch South Park or anything like that when I was growing up. Um, So, so... Uh, forgive me if I'm mm-hmm. way off base, but room I loved Room Raiders. Though. Let me just say that. Sure. I know not Room Raiders, but that was my jam. I loved watching yes. Room Raiders. Uh, next. That's exactly what I was referencing. Next I was hilarious. I didn't. I hadn't thought of the show Next. Oh man. In like 15 years, oh, and man, then when they awesome. mentioned it, when they mentioned the podcast, I paused the podcast, stopped what I was doing, and started watching. Next compilations on YouTube, which is also what we're going to do after we're done recording. It's hilarious. Like the trashiest, trashiest. Trash. Like five. So, so for those of you who don't know, it's the premise is, and I, I just thought of it, right? So I'm just remembering now, they're yes. on a bus. Mm-hmm. There's like five of them, mm-hmm. and what, like they randomly draw spots and they go on a date, and like the person's on the date with someone, and of course they come off the bus and they have the cheesy like. Like, my name's Tiffany, I'm 21. And then Cheetos has, make me hard. And then it has like all the facts about them. And then they're on the date. And, and then any anytime point. on the date, they're like, next. And that person goes back on the bus, uh-huh. the next person comes. And they get a picks dollar. Picks up the date. Yeah, they get a dollar for like how many minutes they last. And at the end of it, the person can choose to pick the money or the person. Yeah, it's But you're like, like, the person can walk off the bus and just, but it looks alone. The person go, can next. be next. There's been a few of those. Those are my oh, favorite. Oh, no, we're going to watch a few Crack up on those. Like, this show is but so next, fucking nasty that like, you get HPV from watching it. It's bad. It's so It was so bad. I'd be like, bad. how could you do this? Like, I don't even like the people that... I I look at like I know. I don't like the people that I am currently dating. Right? Like no, but I remember that show. Yeah. Okay. Next. That. All right. You've seen it. That was like, it. Like that was the one. That of was course. The one. Like I was like Aww. fucking hell. Like, like your soulmate. I knew what you were thinking. This is so. This like. Man, I haven't thought about that. that in a while. That's that's legitimately. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So um, yeah. That's this was that era. Um, oh, but this this is the best it gets, I think, with that type of stuff. So, let's score it. Uh, it's a special, so I read it, so you can go ahead and score it first. Um, I mean, like we said, like it's pure nineteen eighty nine. The soundtrack, the cast, some great scenes. Overall, a little bit um, 
I don't know if brackish would be, like, the word I'd want to use to describe it, but, like, I mean, mm. it's just, like, you I know, gotcha. a little bit like that, um, mm-hmm. but I enjoy this movie. I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad it was just the two of us watching this movie. I'm going to give this movie uh, an, uh, an eight. Hey, I was going to go seven and a half. Yeah. With my score. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's... I just I just really enjoy watching it. It's an easy bad watch. Yeah, like it's so bad, it's so good, it's it's everything. And yeah, Sebastian, the character is so charming and so like polarizing, mm-hmm. I guess. Like I just enjoy yeah. watching it. Never sending not that we were going to anywhere, but she's never going to private school, our daughter. Ever. She's not going to school. <laughs> she, it's she's being, she's being quarantined. She's quarantined until she's eighteen. Years. Yeah. Um, all right, very good. Well, uh, this was our 2019 movie we should have watched, so nothing to draw, nothing to nominate. Next week is uh, the movie that I got to select for winning our Patreon-exclusive trivia series. Go back and listen to my Road to uh, Victory. We'll be watching Whiplash next week. Cannot wait. So excited. After that, back to our regularly scheduled routine. We got the movie that Samantha nominated, Billy Madison. We had the movie that randomly was uh, picked out of the box, The Whackness. And then, back to our Wrap It Up series with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. We had a hot next four weeks for you, which we could record within two or three days if we're forced to stay in our homes. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you are a movie fan, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, I cannot uh, uh, convince you enough to go to ArcadeAudio.net and go wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our new movie podcast or our our repurposed movie podcast on Arcade Audio, uh, formerly Welcome to Haddonfield, which was a deep dive into the Halloween film franchise. Uh, Nick Lathan is back and is being joined by the podfather himself, Rich Campbellucci, for Quarter Mile at a Time, the Fast and the Furious podcast, where they'll be going uh, in-depth on... The entire Fast Saga, as it's now known. I believe the first episode's coming out here very, very shortly, where they go over the trailer in essentially what I believe is an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Um, It's going to be fantastic. I've never seen a second of the Fast and Furious uh, Saga, and I'll be listening to every episode intently to get me excited to eventually watch them. Uh, Make sure you're going to uh, wherever we are on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Send us an email, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. And, yeah, that's it. Anything else? No, I think that's good. You sure? Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. mullet. Oh, I thought you were going to say... <laughs> look, you are going to say something. Are you going to share something on your phone? Well, or no? I'm just uh, reading something, mm-hmm. a blog, and it's about Room Raiders, and it says Augie's name in it. But And it's from Gainesville. Who wrote this? So when we were in games. Let me see. Let me see whose shitty blog spot this is. Sarah. Sarah Solano? <laughs> oh, nice. Perfect. That's funny and random. I was I was I was expecting it to be somebody bad. No, <laughs> I was expecting no. it to be somebody that was like, it, "Oh it, man, did you find It's on a blog from 2010." Well, the video is not there, right? It's no, just No, it's just... it's just Sarah writing an article and in the article she has a blurb, it says, Three Batshots anxiously await a date with Taylor Lautner look-alike or Augie Artillas. Is like the blurb. 
Did we forget that she was blind? Augie <laughs> doesn't look like Taylor Lautner. No, I think it's a Taylor Lautner lookalike or Augie. Or Augie or Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. I'd rather be Augie right now than Taylor Lautner, so. Oh, by the way, I want to point out, so uh, coming, so this podcast has been going on forever because we're going to do it until we run out of movies. Uh, and now I've rubbed off on Samantha so badly. Oh, for Mullet. That uh, this is Mullet. Samantha uh, starting out has for... assisted, insisted on starting to buy bad movies as well. So the other day at Barnes Noble, she was like, "Oh, can we get this?" And I don't know why I broke down because I know how funny it's going to be. But we the, bought the fucking movie Abduction, which ended Taylor Lautner's career because he sucks. You know who directed that movie? John Singleton. That's depressing as shit. Rest in peace, John Singleton. He made Boys in the Hood, one of the greatest movies of the fucking 20th century. But no, we're going to be watching Abduction eventually because of you. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Destroy your credibility. What little oh, you had. Oh, yeah. I was like, good luck. Have fun. All right, let's stop this. Let's watch next. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.